Welcome back, everybody, to the signing day edition of OA News Overtime. I'm Jordan Hill with Justin Lee. As always, Justin. Jordan, how you doing, man? I am ready to talk <laughs> about this. I think you're ready to take a nap. I'm ready to take a nap. It's been a long <laughs> couple of days, but it's kind of led to the culmination of... Following an 8 p.m. tip last night, mm-hmm. you get up in the... What time did you get up this morning? Got up at 6, walked the dog, came back. Uh, there was already one signee, and I was like, all right, let's go. Tamari Austin got things started. And so let's just jump right into it, I'm, Justin. Oh. 16 signees at this point. We're recording yeah. on Wednesday evening. Uh, it's something to keep in mind as we talk about this. The signing period is open through Friday, so they sure. could add more. But Oliver made some big gains. They added three guys that were not committed leading into today, and that's coming off of having two guys commit on Monday and having two other guys commit on Tuesday. Right. That skyrocketed Auburn up as far as the team rankings oh, yeah. by 247. Again, when we talk right now, Auburn is 14th nationally, and I believe they are 7th, 5th or 7th uh, in the SEC. Sure. But uh, big strides. And that depends to- on 247 rivals. Your yes. mileage varies. And there's there's guys still committing to some of these other schools that could obviously They're affect that too. Right about a top 15 class, last I checked, and right about in the SEC, 5th, 6th, 7th. Yes. But significantly – improving over the last few days and significantly improving from where they had been they had been in the mid 40s and next to last in the sec there for a while before we you know jump in and and talk about specific guys or specific things that stood out just overall what do you think about how this class has come together and where auburn stands right now and still knowing that they can go add in the transfer portal and they can add more high school guys come February. Very, uh, very strong close, man. Like, and, and, and this is one of those things where the last couple of weeks on these podcasts, we've been saying, hey, they need to finish strong. Uh, well, they did do that. Here, here you go. Uh, they did finish strong. It was a, a good, uh, strong, I even say big finish. Uh, not huge, not great. If they there's a couple guys they missed on that could have made, could have pushed them to that plateau. And we can talk about that too. Yeah, but, but, Still good, still big. Uh, what I think, what did we say? Seven kids who were either flips or new commits this, this week, week, right? Yes. Within the last three days, mm. uh, three today on signing day, and two the day before, and two the day before that. Yep. Uh, guys who were, you know, that includes the flip from Alabama. Anytime, listen, anytime you flip from Alabama, that's that. I'm going to call that huge. Uh, and then, you know. Um, and then, and, and but in general, people who weren't committed to Auburn now committed to Auburn, now signed and sealed and delivered, uh, pretty big. And then obviously, uh, you've got a guy like uh, Caden Story, who's who's going to sign in later in February. Tay Woody, who they're in the mix for, uh, who are going to sign in February. So some of the class is still, you know, still to be. But you have the you have those commits there. Um, I don't know, man. Just just overall, a, a good day for Auburn. Uh, relatively speaking, a win for Auburn. Man, it's really hard when every single signing day you can't help but look over there. And, you know, Alabama has 10 of the top 100. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> One out of every 10 yeah. uh, are, are going to Alabama. Uh, but uh, for you and what you're trying to do, and again, what did Brian say? A lot of 
uh, the right fit, right? The right culture guys, right? Yeah. Uh, just basically, well, I don't know, maybe what was your well, – I didn't listen to his press conference. You did. What Was was there any big takeaways you had from there? Not really. I mean, he kind of spoke in generalities, and I was kind of surprised. We didn't talk a ton about specific guys other than we talked a little bit about some of the secondary guys and, uh, you know, maybe the – Build the whole boat out of defensive backs that's at this it, point. That's what it kind of felt like. Um, yeah, there wasn't a ton. I mean, it was my, you know, it was mainly Brian kind of hitting on the, you know, we want to get the right guys in. You know, sure. it's not necessarily. Sure. You know, I think he kind of he was asked about uh, Robert Woodyard, who is the guy that flipped from Alabama yeah. uh, to Auburn, and he kind of downplayed. You know, he didn't really acknowledge like the beating Alabama for me. He was like, well, we want to get guys that are the right fit and yeah, fit yeah, in yeah. what we want to do. I, I get that. Blah but blah, I, blah blah. Sure, sure, sure. Yes, but to the point you were just making, I think it's only fair because I think both of us, rightfully so, have been pretty much like, hey man, this situation needs to get better. Yeah. Like we kept saying that, and I think we got to give kudos to the sure. fact that they did end strong. Now, like you said. Could have been better. There was a few guys. Curtis Perry, defensive lineman yep. from Pike Road in the state. Seems like it came down to probably Alabama and Auburn, and, and he picked Alabama. Mm-hmm. Darius Clemens was probably the other really big guy that they yep. tried to go get. Four-star from Portland, Oregon. You thought potentially with Mario Cristobal leaving Oregon that he might really lean toward Auburn, who had been recruiting him for a while. Michigan came in late, yep. and Michigan wound up getting Darius Clemens. Um, but on the whole, who wouldn't want to play for Jim Harbaugh? I mean, they're just rocking and rolling. I mean, uh. do you think they? Do you think when they go in and you visit the big house, you go and you look in the locker room and they have your locker set up? Is there like a pair of khakis like hanging up? <laughs> I wonder. Glass of milk. There's a reason. Well, see, here's Auburn is Auburn is never down. It's never down to Auburn and Michigan. I've never never happened before. I don't think not to my knowledge. But I mean, they're not going to do well here if Jim Harbaugh doesn't believe in eating chicken. I'm sorry, just, fried chicken is delicious. That's literally the only food option here. <laughs> well, we can't gotta, take it. Nope, no Fusaklis. Well, nope. Yeah, we'll take we'll take Jim Harbaugh to Glendine where he can eat tinder chick Fusaklis or Guthrie's on the same corner. Yeah, no, he said. He told a kid one time, "Don't eat chicken. It's a scared. It was, it's it was, a nervous bird." It was the quarterback. I can't remember yeah. his name. He thinks that if you eat chicken... Spate? I think it might have been spate. Yeah. He thinks you'll uh, absorb into your form some of the character personalities of a chicken. <laughs> it was, but hey, he's in the playoffs, yeah, so yeah. whatever. Yeah, coach of the year. He right coached there, Jim Harbaugh. Stanford. <laughs> this is a, allegedly a learned man. So it's been a long day. I'm sorry, yes. guys. Let's get back on track. It's all good. Uh, I thought that, on the whole, this was a very good finish for Auburn. Credit to 100%. really this whole staff, and and Brian talked about it a little bit. Trevon Reed, yep. man, you know, just in sort of an interim situation, big, big stepping story. up because Mike Bobo is no longer on staff. They were able to add basically a, a, another coach for the road that right. could go out on the road and recruit. And from everything we've heard and everything we've seen, Trevon Reed stepped up in that role and made the most of it. Mm-hmm. And, and Brian Harson kind of talked about that. You know, he mentioned today. He, you know, that Trevon's from Louisiana. He came to Auburn. He played at Auburn. Look at some of the guys they got the last few days. A couple of LSU, or not LSU, but Louisiana natives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they did flip an LSU commit. So, might have kind of, you know, he probably was able to relate to some of those guys and that they were able oh, yeah. to see, like, hey, you know, this, this kind of seems like a good fit. Jordan, I, I remember when Trevon was getting recruited. Let's take a seat. Let the old timer speak. Uh, Grandpa, what? Uh, were they wearing leather helmets? I remember back then? a beautiful quote. You might can uh, find it, but he's from Thibodeau, as far as I remember. 
And uh, but uh, he had all the pressure in the world to go to LSU. And I remember there being a quote where he's just like, "Sometimes you just got to do what you want to do." Yeah. And he and and so Trevon Trevon did not have the Auburn career that he wanted to have. I think he was like, yeah, he was a four or five star. Didn't have a four or five star career. He'd be the first one to say it. Mm. Didn't work out. He moved positions and stuff. But the man loves Auburn. The man stayed at Auburn. He stuck around. Uh, really big story uh, for, for him to contribute the way he has. Obviously, anyone who's, who's been to games this year saw him on the Jumbotron. He did mm. the big pregame package. He's getting more involved with the program. He, I guess he retired from professional football Was when the XFL folded. Was that this year? No, I think so that I thought, was last year. Was that in the middle of – I don't remember if it was what COVID time, or what. Time is escaping. I think AAF – folded because of covid no aaf folded a year before and xfl in it because of COVID. yes anyway so that was that was the end of trevon's professional uh career he was in both of those i think um but anyway uh yeah now his future's in coaching and it's already uh turning heads you know and uh as as a recruiter which which you know you knew he had that potential uh and then the other the other mvp i would say is Zach Etheridge mm. because I, I made the joke built the boat out of <laughs> defensive backs I've seen that on Twitter mm-hmm. uh, I mean they got four really good defensive backs mm-hmm. I mean I think a couple two JUCO guys right who, yes who play higher level football um, you know you look at the stargazing four stars I mean they're there and you're you're losing Roger McCreary you're losing Smoke Monday those are really big important pieces and they brought them in to they brought in some studs to replace them so. Zach Etheridge would be my other my other MVP. I'd have to go back and look at the quotes, and, and you might be able to point this out because you were just working on this story. It might have been Marquise Gilbert that Derek Mason was talking about, and it was like an immediate factor. Sure. I mean, essentially it was like, he, we're going to give him a chance to start. Sure. You know, more or less is what Derek Mason was saying. Right. Yeah, the secondary really stood out to me. You know, I just I, copied and pasted those yeah, quotes. Yeah, 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 it's all good. Um, <laughs> I think a big one was being able to hold on to Holden Gardner, which is was yes. was the expectation coming into today that even though Bobo had left, sure. that he wasn't um, gonna you know look at other options or anything. Now like Jordan, that. yes, Brian was asked, "Is that QB room full?" Yeah, don't think it. Don't think it. Don't and think he, it is. And he said, he said it didn't sound like it, right? Or yeah, he, said he was like, you know, something's changed. There's been a change <laughs> or something. Very, you know. Didn't know if he meant like Grant Loy, you know, is about to be play his last game. <laughs> That's what I assumed he was talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Sure, 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 sure. Uh, not Bo Nix. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Who? Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so that stood out to me. Obviously, the, the amount of receivers they got and the fact that they – this kind of goes back, you know, think back. And, again, this is us being totally transparent. When they fired Cornelius Williams, you and I both said there will be repercussions. Uh-huh. And, I mean, Jacoby Albert wound up not coming. But from right. what I've heard, it was sort of a situation where Auburn was looking at other receivers. And I think he kind of, you know, learned, like, hey, you right. know, it might be in my best interest to look elsewhere. He winds up at Kentucky. Right. But you hold on to Jay Fair. You you hold on to Amari Kelly. Sure. Um, you know, yeah, I think Amari that, Kelly. Yes. He's, he's a really good in-state player. I think that's huge. I think the fact that they were able to salvage that uh, despite – getting rid of the receivers coach four games in, you know, I think a lot of credit goes to those guys because we really were sitting here thinking like, well, uh, might might be a bad situation. They salvaged it and made the most of it. And 
and you know have some guys that look like they have the potential they just need them to step up and and play real roles uh touching on what you're saying earlier marquise gilbert the hutchinson community college guy um uh it was Derek Mason, defensive coordinator, who said his impact will be felt immediately in the secondary. He says immediately twice, mm-hmm. especially with some of our older guys leaving. We definitely expect to him to impact this roster immediately. And I'm really looking forward to this junior college phenom stepping on our campus and blah, 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 blah. So, yeah, again, immediate impact uh, for a lot of these guys. So, um, yeah, big big time. Marquis, again, the defensive backs, the, if you ask me the what's the big the big gain, it's in that defensive backfield. Mm. Who are the MVPs? For me it's uh Zach and Travon, but obviously uh a good job for everyone to hold this class together mm. uh through ups and downs, through a uh how about you know, how many times do you see that? A slow into the season, but a strong finish to to the recruiting season yeah it's, it's very promising and i gotta say i was impressed because i was not expecting them to finish quite like they did so a lot right. of credit i think goes to them i did want to bring this up before we kind of talk about either needs we still see or maybe things they the can future. do going forward right, right so robert woodyard the guy that flipped from alabama four-star linebacker that's coming to auburn can you name he went to williamson high school in mobile do you know can you think of anyone that plays for auburn that also went to williamson wait there's a current Auburn player. There. Right now? Yes. For Mobile? Yeah. No, who is it? Roger McCreary. Ah! Also went to high school at Williamson. So, I don't know if old Rog got in his ear. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Your best NFL prospect. But, hey, maybe, maybe keep signing any players out of Williamson. That hey, like it's worked so far. The numbers back that <laughs> up, folks. All right, so looking forward, they still have the next two days. They Just, may sign a few guys. I know there, there's a Juco, I think he's a defensive lineman that they're looking at right. on Friday. They right. could very well add. And then you have February, which in February you expect to add Caden Story, who's a defensive lineman, mm-hmm. and they'll probably try to add a few other guys. Are there needs that stick out to you, sticking specifically with Juco high school guys, not so much the portal? What do you think they need to kind of target and, and sort of what they should maybe try to circle if they're going to add to this class? Well, Jordan, all that, all that jumps out to me, and you said don't talk about the portal, but all, of it, about the portal? all of it is offensive line. Yes. And that's where, I mean, if we're going to get, we're going to get big picture, um, you know, and we're going to get back to, you know, looking at the broad scope, um, that O-line next year is not looking good. It's not no. looking like it's in good shape. Uh, you've got to find some people to fix that. Um, I mean, I, I'll say it bluntly. Uh, for all of this stuff to come to fruition, for the staff to see all this stuff come to fruition, they got to have a winning season next year, and they need an offensive line to do that. Mm-hmm. So you got to go pick up some pieces uh, to help out. And obviously there's guys, but it struggled this year, and you're looking at more struggles uh, unless you can try to bring in some people you know, we we've seen the the transfers in the past, the Jack Driscoll types, those guys who who came in and were right away starters. Uh, I think they need a few of those guys, and I think that's if you you're looking big picture, that's where it is. And then obviously, um, I think I'll go ahead and predict that they'll they're definitely going to look for a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you got Holden, you got TJ, and you got D Davis. You've got some guys, mm-hmm. but if someone out there, someone's out there and they're available and they're good. The staff is going to look at them, and they're going to bring them in. Um, so, I mean, obviously, thinking big, big, big picture, um, that's kind of where it's at, and I think that's where 
uh, maybe some of the the adversity comes for Auburn or the the struggles to you know good day here, but there's a lot of battles left to to win. I agree, and the big thing too, like you know, the more I sort of sit and think about it, you would think. If they're going to add significant guys coming forward, it'll probably be through the portal because when you look at the signing day now as it stands, really this is the normal signing day. The the, the pickings are going to be very slim when you're looking forward. If you're going to add guys that are that we don't know are already sort of you know Auburn's on their radar. Right. Um, so so to me, you know, offensive line, you're going to want to try to get guys in the portal because. You know, we still don't know the status. You know, obviously a lot of these seniors have that option to come back. Sure. But, you know, we don't know if they're going to and how likely it is that they are going to. I mean, you know, I think we talked about it. I mean, Nick Brahms, after that Iron Bowl, was sitting up there, you know, smoking a cigar, kind of enjoying what very well could be, you know, his last game. Probably follows his last game. Yes. So, you know, they could always decide later that they want to try to come back. But offensive line (laughs) is an immediate need. Um, and the only other position to me based off of coming off of today, besides quarterback and the portal, is maybe if you want to try to add another linebacker, um, just kind of bolster that. Because, I mean, you you got Pat Gordon and you got Robert Woodyard, which are, are big. Um, and if you feel like you need another guy mm-hmm. to go with, you know, you're probably looking at Wesley Steiner, Cam Riley as a guy stepping up next year. Right, because um, you got Zacoby leaving. Yes. you got Chandler leaving. Yeah, it seems like Owen – might come back up in the year, yeah we're it's still not, it's not guaranteed we don't know that yeah he, he might be waiting until after the bowl game to say bye but yeah we'll see yeah so that's the only thing that stands out to me and then offensive line and quarterback probably through the portal because um i yeah. mean if, the, if this offense is gonna take a step forward again with a new offensive coordinator yeah. they're gonna have to have these portal, pieces portal talk unless you can get a real good juco stud but typically a high school kid's not gonna come start no. on the offensive line no. uh, not, not in the sec very rare yeah well so, before yeah. We, before we get out of here do we want to talk a little bit about the report about the potential offensive coordinator sure austin davis is who we've seen multiple reports at this point wednesday evening uh that he is going to be the guy 32 year year old how does that make you feel? How does that hit you? Unaccomplished. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Well, and he he spent so long in the league. Yeah, he he was in the NFL for seven years. He played quarterback. He was a two-time All-Conference USA quarterback at Southern Miss. Yep. He spent the last two years on the staff of the Seattle Seahawks. Played against Auburn in 08. Yes. Southern Miss. Yes. The week before the 3-2 to two game. Wow. <laughs> Part of a really cherished memory. Almost, he missed it by that much. Yeah. Um, um, but what are your thoughts on him potentially coming in again? It's not been confirmed, but there are reports that Austin Davis will be the next offensive. Well, we know so little. I mean, listen, we're not Seattle Seahawks beat writers. I don't know that guy. Uh, but, nope. uh, you know, we know so little, and we'll have to just kind of see. Uh, and everyone's been caught up here in signing day. But on the outside looking in, this reminds me of, like, the Kenny Dillingham hire yes. where Gus Malzahn was like, all right, I'm calling the plays. And, you know, I'm bringing in a young kid to help me out. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could ostensibly see, okay, here you go. Uh, Brian's getting more involved with the offense because, I mean, this kid hasn't called plays before. No. Um, and then, but, but maybe maybe he works one-on-one with the quarterbacks as a, as a quarterback's coach. Yes. Right? Maybe Brian's thinking more about the offense overall. Mm-hmm. Pure speculation. Yes. Uh, but that's that's what it it kind of reminds me of that Kenny Dillingham hire. I'd be very surprised if if it did not signal 
that Brian is going to be a lot more involved with the offense moving forward. No, I think you've hit the nail on the head. I think that's what's going to happen is you're going to see Brian kind of calling the plays and sort of leading sort of the the way the offense looks and sort of the philosophies. Right. But with Austin really focusing on the quarterbacks, trying to keep them developed. And, you know, again, with a guy that's got limited, you know, um, experience coaching, he's only been on the one staff with the Seahawks. I mean, I do kind of like how you could sell it as like, this man's been coaching Russell Wilson. He was a quarterback's coach last year, and do you know how many touchdowns Russell Wilson threw? How many, Jordan? Forty. Wow. They were airing it out That's until, a lot. until Pete Carroll was like, hey, let's, let's calm it down a little bit. <laughs> Simmer down. Yeah. So I, I kind of like how you can kind of pitch that as like, hey, this guy has been an NFL quarterback very recently and, and can kind of help you get there. And, and I can understand, we talked about this before, Given the situation and given how, you know, we know that a leash at Auburn is going to be short. Sure. I can't blame Brian Hartson for saying, all right, we're going to run my offense and sure. we're going to kind of work it through what I want to see happen. Sure. And at the same time, and I've, I've had this criticism before uh, of like, you know, okay, hey, man, uh, if you're Brian and you're trying to make a decision, it's like, hey, okay, so what, what do I bring to this table? Like, what am I bringing here? Yeah. Uh, I'm not Nick Saban. I'm not Jimbo Fisher. What I am is a young coach. Mm-hmm. Bring in another young coach. So we're going to be different. They go left, we're going to go right. Uh, and so in that way, if, if, that's, if that's your move, I can see that vision. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and, but then and also, like you said, Brian's getting involved in the offense. Say, hey, this is my baby again. Mm-hmm. I'm taking it over. And then, uh, again, you have Derek Mason who, you know, hasn't moved on. And, you know, you would think you try to lock him down and commit him to come back for another year. Mm-hmm. Uh, study the air raid a lot in the off season. Yeah. <laughs> gave him some fits, but other than that, on the whole, you could say Derek had a pretty good year. Mm-hmm. Uh, bring him back. Say you go defense, I'm going offense. Uh, much like the the Gus and Kevin uh, marriage. So um, mm-hmm. that's something that you could do. That's a path forward. Um, and if you're Brian, hey man, it's like hey, if I'm going down, I'm going down. I'm my my way. Yeah. I'm steering this thing. No, I get that. All right, let's get out of here on yes. this. Rapid fire, just just a one-word answer. Uh-huh. How, what is your reaction to this Auburn signing class as it stands? Very good. That's two words. Dang it. Good. <laughs> Not quite great. Yes. If they had got some of those guys, Perry, um, Clemens, would have uh, would have upgraded this to a great. I mean, if you can get top ten, yes. but hey, uh, Auburn football. I'll I'll say it. You know, till I'm blue in the face. I think Auburn fo- football is a top fifteen program. Mm-hmm. You get a top fifteen class. Yep. You should and uh, you know, love yourself, Auburn fans. You should expect yeah. big things. You should ex- you should expect big things. Uh, here you. But but but, good job by the staff great way to close because things weren't looking so good for so long mm-hmm. um especially considered how the end it's not like you ended on momentum it's not like you had an iron bowl win to bring all these people in you did it despite losing that game mm-hmm. um so yeah just good job closing uh you know you can't you can't go up and down we can't go losing our minds over every you know i'm sure you're upset you know thinking i'm, I'm glass half empty or whatever but i can't go losing my mind with every good day or bad day right but it it goes back to what you have said multiple times is it's never as good as it looks it's never as bad as it looks right right but uh it is but if you're an auburn fan 
you know, on, on the negative side, it's like, hey, man, we went in here saying, hey, they better get a top 15 class but things are going off the rails. So now they've gone from off the rails to on rails again. <laughs> rails, like, rails have been found. Rails. Like, I don't know. Check what your th- location. It's <laughs> rails. But if, you're, if you are an Auburn fan, uh, you have to be encouraged watching those signing day videos roll in today, watching the, well, watching the faxes roll in, watching those videos, watching everybody get fired up, watching Brian get fired up, watching Derek get fired up, Travon, Zach Etheridge, everyone on the Cadillac, everyone on this staff is clearly bought into what they're doing, bought in for 2022, bought in for the future of Auburn football. It's always bigger than one man. Um, and in that way, uh, a, a very encouraging uh, day for Auburn football, I would say. My word would probably be impressive. Like oh, yeah, we're said, supposed to do one word. <laughs> you're good. Uh, impressive, all right. Yeah, just like you said, it's not a grand slam, like, it, but sure. it, it was very good. It was much better than I anticipated. Yep. A lot of kudos to the staff for being able to – you know, kind of rally the the troops and, and get guys on board and, and get yourself set up to, to try to now, you know, finish strong in February, maybe add some important pieces in the portal, see what you can do in 2022. Right, right. All right, I'm going to go to bed. Go uh, to sleep, Jordan. Jordan's tired. Jordan has to go to tomorrow. So to when you're listening, Yeah, when you're listening to this. Uh, so, yeah, you'll be hearing this in the morning, in the afternoon. What yes. time? 3.30, 3 o'clock. Uh, we're, we're talking bowl stuff. Yes. So it was all signing day today and, uh, probably, you know, Brian will be opened up to more questions. Yes. Uh, this afternoon, probably Bo Nix regarding, regarding his offensive coordinator, all that good stuff. Right. Right. Cause today was just about signing day. So, yes. so yeah, so mm, that'll be a good time. Oh, so yeah. it never stops Jordan. No, sir. It does not. Jordan, go take a nap. I will. All right. We're out of here on that for Justin Lee. I'm Jordan Hill as always. And until next time, take care. <laughs>